Let's get spooby with it. Spooby with it. I want to get spooby with it. Let's get into spooby with it. Let me hear your spooby talk. Your spooby talk. Let me. Olivia Newton John. No, I know. I was with it. Yeah, I was into it. I love that. I knew exactly what you were referring to. Holy shit, that should be our theme song. Let's get spooby with it. Spooby with it. Yeah, because you put your fucking wine there. No, Welcome to our spooby podcast. The wine wouldn't make it wet. It's not condensating. Let me just tell you what wine is made out of, okay? Liquid. Grapes. Grapes are not liquid. When you squeeze them, they are. <laughs> squeeze them. What do grapes do? What do grapes do when you squeeze them? They liquid. They make a little wine. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> Oh, man. That's awesome. I love I'm it. really into the fact that I just came up with our theme song. Are you just going to cut that and put it in front of all of our... <laughs> no, we need to record it in studio. Oh. <laughs> with background music. So we have to rewrite all of the verses? I don't think it should be a four-minute song. Why not? We'll just do the verse. Let's the just chorus. put the f- entire four-minute song in every... <laughs> Let's just do, let's you know what that seems like a lot of work. Our theme song is going to be "Let's Get Physical" by Olivia Newton. <laughs> we're not going to record anything. We're just going to put the. We're going to ask her for uh, the playing rights. The rights to it. Yeah, and then she's going to probably say, uh, "Go fuck yourself." And then we're going to do it anyways, and then we'll get sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our well, she doesn't have that much longer. Yeah, How old's Olivia Newton John? Sixty some. Uh, I don't know. I want you to ask Google. Okay, okay Google. Google. How old is Olivia Newton John? Olivia Newton-John is 70 years old. Oh, even closer. <laughs> well, she could turn out to be Betty White and just live for fucking ever. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> There's that, too. I mean, she was physical, so she's in good health. Yeah. I mean, so she got real she physical. She could really be uh, living forever. She's been living that physical life for a long time. I bet you she still has leg warmers on right now. <laughs> what was she on? She was on one of the shows that I watch. Was she on... Um, Broad City? No, that was Kelly... Um, Ann Conway? No. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Um, Kelly Mantle? Ripa. Kelly Ripa. Oh, Ripa. Yeah. The one with the teeth and the bobblehead. Was it Kelly Ripa? I don't know. Anyways, it was really funny. Because Have you noticed that Kelly Ripa's head is bigger than her entire body? No. <laughs> it is. <laughs> her arms are toothpicks. Her body's like a Twizzler. And then her is head it twisted is twisted like a Twizzler. Yeah, sure. When I think of Twizzler, I think of like the the peel off Twizzlers because those are my favorite road trip snacks for some reason. They're not even my favorite candy. They're just like I'm going. Me and my sister, we absolutely love getting. Whenever we go on a road trip with the family, we always have to get the peel off Twizzlers. Huh. Even when we're in separate cars, we get two packs in. <laughs> I don't like Twizzlers that much. I don't either. My mom's favorites are, are Twizzlers, but she likes the canadian kind and they're cherry flavored instead of strawberry flavored <gasps> those are the ones the pilafs the pilafs. they're not pilafs though they're the original kind. oh see i love the cherry flavor that's why i don't like the 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 regular ones because i i mean i love strawberry but i like the you know i'm a cherry flavor fan and so i love the pilafs because they're cherry flavored mm. uh, what are they called i think they're called vines in canada oh yeah red vines vines yeah red we're vines. a red vines candy or a family that's a debate in the good old show parks and rec <laughs> Okay, so welcome to our Spoopy Podcast. Um, the Spoopy Podcast, where I invite guests to talk about our Spoopy stuff. This week, our guest, Chris. Mm. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I've never been on a podcast before. I don't know what to do. 
Well, you just talk into that big black microphone. Nope. Nope. Wrong noises. Oh. Don't do that. Hello. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what else do I do? Tell us a joke. Oh, I just did, didn't. Wait. When, what was the joke that I told? Oh, that was a wine joke. That was on the microphone already. Yeah. What do you call an angry protein? Uh, whey. Amino acid. <laughs> Stop doing that thing with your thumb. Dear Raven the Drag Queen, Chris is stealing shit from you. I'll, I'll have you know. Well, didn't we steal boot and toot and scoot from them? Shoot. No, because we changed letters. Oh, okay. Which so is the, what you do. Not the same. So what you need to be doing is this. <laughs> Downward. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. You so, learned some stuff in San Antonio this weekend. Is that something you're going to tell us about this week, today? What did I learn in San Antonio? Poopies. <gasps> oh, yeah, I did. So I have like six weeks worth of like different topics that I've got going on right now because my mom, I was sitting outside researching on uh, Monday whenever, uh, so my parents are doing a huge like flooring project that they're getting done and I was there for kickoff for the beginning of their project. And so we all sat outside because they were making a lot of a lot of noise inside because they're hammering down backboard up in the, the plywood and stuff. Um, so we we're like, hey, let's go hang outside with all the dogs. And so in the plywood, up... they're putting tile upstairs. Yeah, they're putting tile everywhere. Ew. Why? I hate tile. I love tile. Okay, so, keep going. Anyways, excuse me. Goodness. So uh, they were making a lot of noise upstairs. So we decided you set up a nice canopy outside, and it was you know pretty decent weather surprisingly. Um, and so we were really because it was 98 fucking degrees here. Oh, I think it was 92 in San Antonio, but in the shade of the everything, it felt didn't feel terrible. Um, so I was researching scary stuff and Malin was like, Oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? So I now have like seven weeks worth of, uh, different topics that I want to start researching. Um, so, I mean, we've got. Uh, this week that we are recording now, we've got next week that I've already got something planned and already already started researching it. Um, then we've got our 20th episode. <gasps> um, and then I've got a topic from there and then three more topics after that. So I've got wow. all these like tabs open on my computer, like ready to go. I'm <laughs> proud of you. You've yeah. got topics because I'm not going to do that one that I said I was going to do yet. Because <laughs> I still haven't read that book. Well. They were also trying to make me do like Ted Bundy and you know all these other like big. We cases. need to get around to those. Yeah. That's why I did Eileen Warnos yeah. last week because she's prominent. Yeah. in the true crime. That's what I figured. That like every twenty episodes we'd have like a couple like really big cases and all the rest would be like little urban legends and you know yeah. little things like that. So I, I like that setup that we've got so far. Yeah. Um, and I like it when we don't both do the same thing. Yeah. So. This week I've got a creepy pasta because we have not gone back to. I know we need to go back to redo some things. I just got into my little step of, uh, oh well, I'll discuss it in just a minute. But yeah, I'm very excited. So my mom gave me all sorts of ideas, and I was like, man, this bitch is spoopy as fuck. And then she just like, it's something I already knew because all she was like, Chris, I'm a witch, and you were like, (laughs) oh my god, (laughs) me too, indoctrinate me, mom. Um, let's do a bledo. <laughs> let's get spoopy with it, bitch. Uh, but no, she, uh, did I just call her a bitch again? <laughs> Have you taught her how to listen to the podcast? Cause Not I'm yet, going no. to, and then she's going to hear all these things that you say about mm-hmm. her. She's going to hate me. Um, but no, I was like, she confirmed something that I had already known this entire time because the entire time growing up, she's always been very 
involved in Halloween time. Uh, like I said, she used to make our costumes. She used to like get really into it. I mean, we never missed a Halloween ever. And then I told you about the story about like our born again Christian neighbors that they had to go to a football game and the, the Christian neighbors were like, oh, well, we'll take them to our church. They'll get so pl- plenty of candy. And we came home with one piece of candy and my mom was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is not Halloween. She was pissed. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, she was like, I was telling her, like, oh, yeah, Halloween's one of my favorite uh, holidays. She goes, oh, my God. Halloween is my favorite She holiday. goes, this is what I live for every single year. It's just all the scary stuff. We went to Home Depot, and they have all these, like, adorable – well, not adorable. They're scary things that, like uh, – Animatronics. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I need that for outside. I need that for outside. And she's, like, sitting there, like – she looked like a kid in a candy store because she was running around, like, looking at all these different things. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, she definitely raised me right to be the spoopiest spoop ever. My mom prefer she likes fall, but she's mm. like harvest instead. Yeah. She's like, oh, a pumpkin, <laughs> cornucopias. <laughs> I love this, and I'm like, show me a witch. Yeah, <laughs> show me scary stuff. Watch, watch the strangers with me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, my mom will watch it. My dad hates it. He hates anything oh, horror I hate, related. I hate scary movies. <laughs> uh, he hates scary movies. Mm. And every time that I'm watching a movie with them, they'll be like what kind of movie do you want to watch? And I'm like, obviously horror. My mom's like, okay. <laughs> and my dad's like, we're not watching that shit. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then he's like, let's watch the Avengers. And I'm like, how is that a trade? <laughs> Stupid. You're the only one that wants to watch some Marvel movies and we want to watch horror. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how my mom feels about horror movies, but I know that she loves Halloween. I think she just loves any holidays because she loves decorating her house in different themes. Oh, I hate seasonal decorations. Oh, she's into it. Mm-mm. <laughs> She is very into it. So. Thomas and I were – where were we the other day, Thomas? is not listening. Oh, he's not listening. Anyways, we were somewhere where there was, like, Halloween decorations. He was like, oh, you can get Halloween decorations. And I was like, I don't do seasonal decorations, just Christmas, and that's a stretch. No, I think that the holidays that I would probably decorate for would – the only ones that I would actually decorate for would be Halloween and Christmas, and that would be it. Uh, and I don't even do that. My mom used to, like, almost every single month have something different, like – like, people do Valentine's Day decorations. Yep. I'm like, why? She would do uh, uh, Halloween. Because well, where do you put all that shit? Well, she has a massive attic. Yeah. Uh, so she would... She, I have that closet. <laughs> that's it. So she would do all uh, Halloween. Um, she, would tip, she typically does it around, like, this time. She would get spoopy very early. Uh, and then she'd get her Thanksgiving decorations out, then her Christmas decorations, lead them out until after New Year's. Then from there, she'd put out Valentine's Day decorations, you said it wrong. It's Valentine's. Why is there an M? Because that's how you spell it. No, it's not. Sure, yeah, it is. Valentine's. What? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore all of this. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Then she decorated. She wouldn't do anything for March, and then she decorate for uh, Easter, and then... Fourth of July. Fourth of July, yeah. And so, like, she Should had... decorate for Canada Day? Uh, no. Bitch. You because had one job, Patty. No one celebrates that. Hey, fuck you. What's that noise? Someone's it's breaking you in. being a dick. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, she loves her seasonal decorations, um, and I love her for that. But at the same time, that takes a lot of commitment because, I mean, you are decorating, putting this stuff up for three weeks and taking it down. She would always complain about that shit, and I'm like, you're the one doing it to yourself. What are yeah. you complaining about? And you have to all put it in the same box. Otherwise, shit is just strewn. Everywhere, yeah, exactly. I, she I keeps mean, her stuff very organized, which is surprising, like all of her storage stuff. So uh, anytime she's ever like, go up to the attic and find this, I can find it. It's exactly where she, she knows exactly where it is. The, the bitch knows 
where everything is. Stop calling your mom a bitch. But I love her. (laughs) How big is this fucking attic? Because my parents would keep, well, I don't know what their new attic, actually, I do know what their new attic looks like. They don't. I'm the only one that's been in it. But in the old house. (laughs) You of all people went up in the attic without anyone else? What do you mean? Me of all people. I don't know if that was a read or not. (laughs) We stayed at their house and the power went out twice. The power went out for like 45 minutes, and apparently it did some sort of weird reset to the... The breaker. The security system. Oh. But the security system was not set up. Mm -hmm. Like, they definitely use the security system. (laughs) Um, And then uh, it was like beeping. It would just every 20 seconds to be like, beep, 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 (laughs) beep, beep. And I was like, I cannot live with this yeah so i went up into the attic to find out how to reset it I am <laughs> um and then so i've been in their attic and they have not interesting <laughs> because the attic the the ceilings in that place are like eight story or eight feet tall mm-hmm. and they are i mean they don't really have any reason to go up there because yeah. they've got enough space to store everything on the Anywhere bottom else. level yeah so, I don't know. So, I've been in their attic. Yeah. Well, I have not but been in, in our attic But in my old, uh, in their old house, it was the tiniest attic. Well, see, my and parents. And it was just, like, everywhere. My parents' attic is actually rather large. And they ha- also have, like, a second room that's off of, like, the game room area um, that is a big storage area as well. And that's on the second floor. So, um, they got plenty just of Just, like, room a room for storage? For storage? Yeah, it's just a oh, room. Yeah, it should be, like, a media room or something like that. But they've never, they never put anything in there or set it up so they've always discussed about turning into like a bar area or anything like that and i'm like a craft room you you guys have been there for 20 fucking years and still have not done that so (laughs) just saying not reading you mom i'm sorry i am a little bit i'm sorry (laughs) and he called you a bitch did you hear that patty did you hear that (laughs) i don't think that that's what he said so uh you want to talk about some spoopy things let's fucking do it fucking do it fucking do it hold on i'm just gonna do this and then you can't have sex before 12. Yes, you can. No, you can't because that would be weird. And I don't think that children are able to be sexual. That, noon. That's disgusting. Noon. I don't know why you brought that up. Morning. Morning. Sorry. I recorded that whole thing too. Good. So um, I guess we're going to eat spoopy. Yeah. So you went, you went last last time. So you're going first this time. Yes. Yeah. So this week I'm going to talk about one of the most famous and longest creepy pastas. There's two that I know of that are, are quite long. <gasps> Is this a Slenderman? No. Oh. Slenderman's quite short. Oh, I didn't know how long it was. So generally, he's super famous. A creepy pasta is about two to four pages long. Uh-huh. This one's about sixty, depending on where you read it. Mm. So this is, um, Baraska. Never heard of it. So. The Baraska is one of the longer ones. The other one is Pen Pal, which I also would really like to do. Pen Pal's a really great story. Both of them have been made into books, um, but they originally starred on Reddit No Sleep. I can only imagine where this is going. It's So I like them a lot because, you know, my idea of terror is... Something that could realistically something happen. Something that could realistically yeah. happen. And both of them are realistic. Mm. So... Welcome to Baraska. I'm excited. No. So, um, blah, 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 blah. Well, I think that maybe you should do the other one. The uh, pen pal? Pen pal. Okay. Pen pal's probably, 
it's like a short chapter book. It's probably about 12 chapters, maybe 150 pages long. Add it to my list. <laughs> it's it's really good. I've got plenty to do. So Baraska is written by C.K. Walker. Okay. Um, and this is fully credited to her. So welcome to Baraska by C.K. Walker. Uh, so Baraska ben- begins with the Walker family. Um, they're moving into the town of Drisking, Missouri. Uh, the main character, Sam, overhears that they have to move because his father, the sheriff, has done something bad. Uh, so they pack up and they go. Um, Sam, his sister, Whitney, and his mom and dad. So they get to Drisking. So four of them. Four of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whitney is upset because she said she's going, and she says that she's going to run away, because, but she doesn't. Um, because she's a teenager, she's like 14, and she doesn't want to move from their city and make all new friends in this new town. Um, but they do move at the beginning of summer. So Sam is super excited. Um, he's going to explore the town, maybe make some friends. And, and How old he, is Sam at this? He's nine. Okay. Um, so he's going to have a, a good time. Uh, so they move, um, and it's about a week before he actually meets anybody that he can make friends with because it's a smaller town. So there's not a whole lot of people in his neighborhood. He makes friends with the neighbor, Kyle. Um, Kyle and his family come over one day and they introduce themselves and, um, the parents talk of course. And then Kyle comes in and sees Sam and says, what's going on? (laughs) And then Sam is playing PlayStation two. Oh my God. Throwback. Tekken four. Oh my God. And he was like, you want to play? <laughs> yeah, dude. And I would have been like, please. <laughs> please I'm going to be. Uh, what's her name? Chun Li. Really? Yeah. Shit, we should have done that at the lake. I have, yeah. te- I have PlayStation 2 Tekken oh my 4. Oh, gosh. We should have played it. <laughs> that would have been perfect for this podcast, and I would have known. I know it. Um, so they become instant friends. Um, and throughout video this, games bond people like crazy. Do you remember that? Yes. Did you do that with your friends yeah. as a kid? It's like, oh, hey, let's play like Little Big Planet. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, ah! I never played Little Big Planet. It was PS3, but oh. w- whatever. But, I mean, any time that we had friends over, it was always like, you know, Dynasty Warriors or Little Big Planet or, you know, something like that. that we'd it was always Smash Bros. Smash we'd Bros. play yeah. Zelda. We'd play Mario Kart. Mario Donkey Kart. Kong. The Sims. Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. Sometimes we would watch each other play video games. That's like what a, we did half of one, the time. I'm one, like, how was I so enthralled like a one player game is like oh i'll totally watch you like just yeah, sitting there for watching hours your yep yep not even just a few minutes yep uh, jesus yep. <laughs> so um so him and kyle become fast friends um and then they uh make friends with the only other kid that lives in the neighborhood kimber um so Man to get a woman girl a, a girl okay um so they they roam all over town they discover all of the interesting facts of drisking um, they go hiking, they go swimming, they climb the mountains nearby. Um, and by the time that school started, they're all best friends. So the last Saturday before school began, Kyle and Kimber suggested that they go to a place called the Triple Tree, a house, a tree house that's abandoned in the middle of the woods. Mm. Sam argues with Kyle and Kimber that if there was a huge abandoned tree house in the woods that they'd been playing in, all, they would have been playing in it all summer. Why hadn't they shown it to them before? Um, they tell him that there's a ceremony that needs to be completed in order for him to visit. If you enter the treehouse without performing the ceremony, you disappear and you die immediately. What? So Sam agrees to the ceremony. What does he need to bring? A knife. So the three go back to Kyle's house to get a knife. 
while there, Kyle's mom forces them to take Kyle's little brother, Parker. Is his name Parker? I didn't write it there. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, so all four of them head up the mountain to the treehouse. On their way, following a trail called the West Rim Prescott Ore Trail. Sam inquires to why there was a lot of things in town named Prescott. Um, Kimber and Kyle tell the story of the Prescotts, who own most things in the town, as well as the mines. Um, the four leave their bikes in the woods and head up the hiking path through the woods. They finally stumble across a treehouse, which lives up to ex- expectations. It's huge. It's complete with curtains and a sign above the door that reads Ambercott Fort. Kyle's little brother, Parker, I did get the name right, <laughs> races towards the fort in an attempt to be the first up the ladder. But Kimber tackles him and informs him that if he goes up without performing the ritual, he'll disappear forever. Kyle flips out his pocket knife and gives it to Sam. Carve your name into the tree, he says. He looks for a fresh spot near the base of the tree and carves Sam W. below someone named Paul S. Then Parker carves his name while Kimber shows Sam where her and Kyle's names are carved. Then Sam runs up to the ladder and starts up. Kyle and Kimber scream that you have to say the chant to complete the ritual. The chant. Underneath the triple tree, there is a man who waits for me. And should I go or should I stay? My fate's the same the either way. That's creepy. That's creepy. Um, they entered the treehouse, and Sam notes it's super dirty, and there are carvings all over the place, more like scratches. The ceiling's carved with Road to the Gates of Hell, mile marker one. No. Kyle takes the knife toward a back wall and pries open one of the boards to reveal a can of Miller, two cans of Miller Lite in this treehouse. <laughs> Kimber, Kyle, and Sam spend the next hour and a half drinking the warm beer in the treehouse. Sam steals some on his shirt and decides that all three of them decide they're drunk. Well, if you're nine years old and you're drinking Miller Lite for the first time ever, you're probably going to get a little buzzed. Over an hour and a half? And two beers between three people? It's a tiny little human. (laughs) I would have liked to have a White Claw when I was nine. No, stop. No, (laughs) you would not have. I just need to take the edge off. (laughs) Uh, So... Suddenly, while they're drinking, they hear a grinding metallic noise ring out into the mountain range. Sam asks what that was. Kimber looks worried, and she and Kyle dismisses, saying that you can hear it in town, too. Kimber mutters, it's Baraska. Sam asks who that is, but both inform him that it's not a person, it's a place. Sam asks what happens there, and Kyle tells him he never wants to find out. They begin to leave, and Sam asks Kyle again, who lives in Baraska? Kyle answers, the skinned men. Yeah. They make it back home and get ready for school on Monday. At school, Sam, Kyle, and Kimber stay close-knit, and the other kids take a liking to Sam, but tell him he's hanging out with the losers. They tell him, or he tells them, fuck off. Good. Good for him. One kid for his friends. Yes. <laughs> Uh, That's one, what true friends should do. I'm telling you. <laughs> I need them for three months, too. Um, one kid tells or talks to Sam and tells him that his older brother is dating Sam's older sister, Whitney. <gasps> Sam can't believe she's got a boyfriend that quickly. At recess, uh, recess, the... Recess. Shut up. The metallic grinding noise sounds again. One kid named Phil proclaims 
The skin man kills again. Sam doesn't believe him. He calls over to a girl who supposedly had seen the skinned man and asks her. She says she hadn't seen him. It was her sister Paige that had. Phil says, oh, and the girl leaves. Sam asks about Paige. She disappeared five years ago. No. The year goes on and Sam decides to ask his dad about Baraska. His dad asks where he heard that and blames it on his sister Whitney, who says she hadn't told him about Baraska. Sam's dad seems angry. Fast forward to Christmas time. Sam's da- Sam starts to notice that his dad is making a lot more money than he remembers him making before. He bought him a brand new Rams parka, which I guess is worth a lot of money. Or like Rams. Rams, like a sports team. Sport, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he shows it off at school, and kids kids are impressed. Parka meaning hoodie? I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> when I think of parka, I think of like a knee-length jacket yeah. with a hood. Anyway. Um, so back at school, they have an assembly. Um, this is to learn about the history of the town. Jimmy Prescott, son of Thomas Prescott, leads the assembly, which the children find strange because it's usually led by Thomas. Afterward, Sam goes back to class, only to be called to the office. His sister Whitney is missing. Oh, boy. Sam remembers his sister leaving for school early that day with kid with um, the other kid's older brother, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and another kid named Taylor. Sam's mom tells him that she didn't make it to school. She said that he left her at a corner store near the school and went to school without her. The Walker farm family talks in private with the police for a couple hours. The police ask Sam to remember anything that he can remember about his sister's whereabouts, and all he can remember is she left at 6 a.m. So that night, Sam, Kyle, and Kimber ride up to the triple tree to look for her. They find Whitney's name carved into the tree. Sam begins to cry, and the metallic grinding noise sounds out over the mountain. Mm. Fast forward seven years. Kyle, Kimber, and Sam are all at a beach, sunbathing, and see some of the girls that they used to have, uh, some, some girls that they used to know who hated Kimber. They used to have three members, but now there's only two. Christy ran away a year before. Ran away or disappeared? Ran ran away. Oh. Uh, Phil walks up to the group, the kid who said the skin man kills again back in, in fourth grade. Or Yeah. What are you in the ninth grade? Nine? Fourth uh, grade. I third grade. Nine. I think I was 10. Uh, in 2001, I was 10 and I was in fifth grade. 2001, I was in fourth grade. You're a year older than me, though. Yeah. So you're nine in the fourth grade. No, I was 10. I'm a year ahead-ish. Oh, 2001, you're right, I was nine. Yeah. What? <laughs> Thomas, shut up. <laughs> Dumbass! <laughs> we know on this podcast that neither of us can do math, mostly me. So, <laughs> also, our last episode, last week's episode of the podcast was so funny when you were like, we were trying to figure out who we were talking about when we were talking about like a 15-year difference, and neither of us could figure it out, and you were like, 1941 or like 19 yeah, yeah was, that was a fucking disaster it was, was hilarious like, well half of the most of the part i was just like i don't care <laughs> the, the years don't it st- doesn't matter. fucking matter she's older <laughs> she's dead now i also love that the entire time last 
time I thought you were sitting in the 1960s and sure enough, you were talking about the 1990s. What the fuck? How the fuck did I end up so far behind? It baffling. You dumb bitch. Yeah, so math is not my strong suit, so Mm, whatever. We knew. We've been new, sis. We've been new. Mm, Uh, So, wait. What's two plus two? Four, three, two, one. Do you know that? It's from Lizzo. No. Boys. Ah! No? I don't think I've heard that song. Well, okay. I'm sure I have because we played it the first time we went to the lake house when no one hated each other. <laughs> Shut up. It's just Tony who doesn't listen to the I podcast. I know. He will never listen to this. So. He might. He'll be like, Gloria. I knew what you said. Gloria. <gasps> Gloria's going to rat on Gloria, us. don't tell him. Gloria, no. Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. We'll get you a Bud Light if you don't tell him. <laughs> She'd love that. She would love that. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> I would never buy Bud Light, so... <laughs> Okay, then I'll buy her Bud St. Light. St. Arnold's. Are you okay with that? No, she likes Bud Light. There's Miller Light in the fridge that nobody's been drinking because we save it for Thomas's dad. Ew. So maybe Does he that. Come here that often? Uh, he's been here a couple times. Okay. Uh, Anyways, I have a funny story that I'll tell okay. you after this. Okay, uh, you're gonna forget. I I meant to tell you a story last time, and I listened to the podcast, and I was like, I never fucking told him that story. Did Anyways. you ever tell me? No. Oh. Aren't you sad about it? Hey Google, make a reminder to tell Chris about. Thomas's dad and Miller Lite. Okay, tell Chris about Thomas's dad and Miller Lite. When do you want to be reminded? Uh, we're gonna go ahead and say tomorrow. At sure, tomorrow. At what time? Noon. <laughs> you won't be awake. <laughs> All right, I'll remind you tomorrow at noon. Anyways, <laughs> so Phil comes up to the group. Uh, he's smoking weed. Okay. And he's starting to, uh, uh, starting to start up a conversation with him, but Kimber wants him to leave because she doesn't want to be around the smoke. And this is also in the middle of, like, the, right in front of the, the treehouse. No, it's a lake. They're at a lake now. This is seven years later. No, I thought you said they... Oh. Oh. What? Yeah, we okay. fast-forwarded seven seven years after Oh, yeah. That. Okay, they're at the, the lake, beach, whatever you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Um, Phil proclaims the only reason why he's smoking is because it's his cousin's death anniversary. She's been dead for five years. They all lament about how many people have disappeared over the last few years. Then they go home. Apparently tomorrow is the senior skip day and Sam's dad, the sheriff, is adamant about him not skipping and also his friend Kevin. Did you do senior skip day? No. I didn't either. I I was too much of a prissy good kid. Well, I mean, not that many people skipped, and all my friends were still at school. So I was like, why am I going to skip? All my yeah. friends are still at school. I think, uh, so I had seventh period AP biology, and our AP biology teacher, every single person didn't have an eighth period. So halfway through class, he let us go. So I guess that was our, like, oh. skip. In my senior year, I never had the, had an eighth period. That's what I said. I never had an eighth period. I didn't either. I never I didn't have an eighth period either. (laughs) (laughs) And my seventh period was swimming. Yeah. Which it usually should be the first period. Yeah. Our swimming people had to be at the swimming pool by 445. Uh, We had to be there at 545. Maybe it was 545. Anyways. Um, (laughs) But we would swim in the morning, but our class was at seven, seventh period. So I'd go to first period, second period, all the way to sixth, and then I'd leave after sixth. Yeah, swimming had first period uh, for their thing. So, ooh, hello. Um, oh, they called it aquatics. Though. Aquatics. So then they could go to the pool at five forty-five, and then bus. Or no, they had to meet at the school at five. 
and then they had to bust them over to the other high school because we didn't have a swimming pool. I didn't so. have a swimming pool either. The old high school had a swimming pool. Yeah, ours too. So would they bust us to the old high school? Yeah, so that you had to show up to be bussed, and then they allow first period to be the busing back over, and then getting showered and changed. Your town was just too small because the high school was just down. The old high school, which was a middle school now, turned in uh, was like a mile away. Yeah, so ours, I just drove. Ours was. A little bit further than that. Uh, so uh, ours was about 15 minutes. wasn't bad. Hmm. We also didn't have an appropriate uh, stadium as well. And so all of our football games had to be played at the other stadium. We had, um, like, district stadiums. We played oh, the okay. district stadium. Okay. Anyway. Well, that's basically what they decided. But the other one, was, the district stadium was at the other high school. So oh. the band there had to walk 10 feet to get to their stadium. We had to be bussed over. So... <laughs> Didn't that suck? Yeah. We were a 5A school, so. We were, too. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and ours won the 5A championship two years in a row after I left. I have no idea what happened to any of the things in football because I never paid attention. I was a man, so I had to. <laughs> Didn't give a fuck. Anyways, uh, so. <laughs> wow, we really digressed there, didn't we? <laughs> Sam's one of the 10 that don't skip that day. Apparently, everybody else skips. Uh, then he goes to work. In the afternoon, and he finds his boss crying in the back room. Uh, Sam boss call- is an older person? Yeah, like his boss of... He works at... Um, I think at this time he works at a GameStop. Oh, okay. Or a sandwich shop. One of the two. Because um, I did a lot of... Uh, Kennedy get! <laughs> a lot of uh, paraphrasing. Okay. Because well, it's 60 you, pages. Went from a 60 page. Did you read the entire 60-page book? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I listened to it, too, on tape. Good. Um, but I have four pages, so, <laughs> so you need well, to cut a bit out. That's less than I expected. Normal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so his boss is crying in the back room, and he doesn't know what to do, so he calls her husband. Um, he The husband shows up and tells Sam that it's probably because they've been trying to have children, and they haven't been successful yet. Um, he tells Sam that his wife doesn't want to try any other options. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot to divulge. <laughs> yeah, I know that's anyway. a very deep thing to talk about, but well, he says that she's having appointments at the doctor mm. to figure out why she's infertile. Yeah. And, uh, which scientifically it's been proven that, uh, a lot of the issues with infertility is because of the man, not the woman. So <laughs> did you know that? Nope. It's more than, more, than, babies. more than 50% of the time, it's the man's fault. Really? Not the woman's. Yeah, I think the average was between 60 and 70%. Huh. Don't quote me on it. If you are a fertility scientist, I might be wrong. I probably am. But from what I understand, uh, especially with like cheetahs, cheetah infertility is due to the, the uh, uh, sperm. It is all defective. So, um, Not uh, pertinent information for me. So. I just wanted to throw that out there, just as a reminder. Mm-hmm. You're also drinking out of my glass, so stop looking are at you, it. Are you pissed? Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris stole my wine glass. There's one wine glass that is designated at my, as mine, and nobody else drinks out of it, but Chris took it today, and I'm pissed. There's, he's pissed. There's six wine glasses up there, and I just grabbed the first one that's always there. Because it's the most used one. the first time that I have done this, and I'm always in Chevels. Yeah. You're trash. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, Wait, have you seen that gif? Sorry, <laughs> seen the gif of the like the dumpster floating down the water? No. Oh, well, that's me. <laughs> me but coming to visit you. my friends. <laughs> me on the way to visit my friends. <laughs> 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 
Um, so you love that don't because it's lie. fucking stupid, <laughs> and it should be like this. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a gif of that. Yeah, so you just. Um, so, the blah blah blah. Wife doesn't want to try any other options. She's not ready for in vitro apparently, yeah. or adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, the husband tells Sam to go home or to go home for the day, and as as Sam is leaving, he's walking out the door. He hears his boss come out of the room and says, "She's ready to do it." To him. To the husband. Oh. I was like, why did he need to be involved in that decision? <laughs> she wants to try to get some hey, of that I'm gonna go 18 year old. Gross. <laughs> uh, so next day, Kyle, Kimber, and uh, Sam are all hanging out at Kimber's, and um, Kimber gets a call from her father's. Her mom's gone missing. They search for her and they find her. Why is no one in this town alarmed by these things? Because it's 60 pages worth. And I'm really condensing. Okay. Um, the mom's missing. They find her. She's committed suicide. Wow. There's no suicide letter. At her funeral, Kimber goes missing and says she's too upset to attend. At the funeral, Kyle and Sam look for her, but they can't find her. So they report her missing. Mm-hmm. Kimber's father has also skipped town. Wow. Kyle and Sam vow to find her. And think they might that she might be in Baraska. So they decide to go to Baraska. So they go to the town historic society to look up Baraska's location. Baraska is a word for a barren mine. So Bar- they have to go to the mines. They go to the mine, the original mine, the one that ran out first, the Baraska. Um, and they read the sign. Originally it had read Drisking Underground Mine, but it had weathered now and it read S-K-N-N-D-M-I-N. Skinman. Inside the cave is filled up with women hooked up to machines. They find Kimber. And Whitney. And Christy. And Hannah. And all of the other girls that have gone missing. Are they alive or dead? They're alive. They rescue Kimber. Kyle, or Sam waits in the cave trying to rescue his sister Whitney. Assume. So the other two ran out of the cave and left him there? Hmm? The other two ran out of the cave and left him there? Kimber and uh, Phil? Not Phil. What's the other he guy? said, I'm not waiting. Or Kyle says, I'm not waiting around to get Kimber out of here. She needs to go now. So they leave. He's trying to rescue Kimber. Sam is trying to wes- rescue his sister. With Whitney, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Jimmy Prescott comes in. The man who was at the uh, assembly to talk about yeah to talk about the history of the town yeah he's a Prescott he owns most of the town so um, he is not fond of Sam being there and he's trying to get him out he's beating him up so they get into a fight um, even though the Prescott guy sees all these other women chained up mm-hmm. okay. So, uh, all of a sudden, the sheriff comes in, Killian Cleary, dragging in Kyle. Okay. Um, then they reveal their plan. They kidnap women to make them have babies, and then they sell them on the black market. What the fuck? So, Killian and, and Jimmy say, you guys aren't allowed to know that. So they kill Kyle. 
they stomp his head in. They blame it all on Sam, and Sam's own father tries to cover it up, agreeing with Jimmy Prescott and Killian Clary. And Sam leaves town not knowing if Kimber's alive. He receives a letter two years later from Kimber, and it's her mom's suicide note. I think this wraps up the story very nicely, so I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. My dear Kimber, I know you aren't going to understand why we did the things we did. It was all born out of love. At least it started that way. You're everything to me, and you'll always be my daughter. Don't you understand? And I'm leaving this world because of what I've done for you. Not because of what you are. I don't want you to be upset about what you are. Because who you are is beautiful. My dearest, this town has done horrible things. All of us who live here are guilty. Read this letter and leave this place. I need to tell you all of this. I need to start at the beginning. Somewhere along the way, decades ago, major populations of Drisking became unable to bear children. Most people blame it for the town letting the iron ore leak into our water table during the collapsing of our mines. This is the same water table that provides the town's water today. They were never quite able to fix it, and the ore is toxic, and exposure causes infertility. The town did, and still does, suffer greatly from its effects. And the Prescotts? They solved the problem that no one could solve. It was an ugly, crass situation, but most people were happy to look away when they were able to raise families again. You see, they took girls, mostly women from other places, and they impregnated them and gave us their babies. And the town came under the care of Thomas Prescott when he started to sell some of the babies on the side of profit to rich couples. And the sheriff, he helped him do this. But then an ugly rumor started that they were selling to human traffickers, and the Prescotts had to offer triple the price for girls. And in town, we began to murmur. But once again, we turned the other cheek when the city was suddenly flooded with money because of how well the tra traffickers paid. People had well-paying jobs again and were proud to call Drisking home. So we said nothing, and those that were taken to the mountain, and those that did, were taken to the mountain. Because that's where they do it. There's a place in the mountain where the mid women are taken, Kimber, drifters, drifters, runaways, and if their parents choose it, sometimes the girl in town are even sold back. They arrange to sell the girls, and they meet them at the tree, halfway between our town and the baby mill. Sometimes they get to play there now. I think you, you used to play there. The Prescotts and the sheriff are the one who impregnate the girls, and the children are named after them. P children for Prescotts, and K children for sheriffs. And when the women become too old or sick to deliver profitable babies, they are sent through a giant machine that was used to refine their ore, and their bodies are crushed, and the blood and skin are stripped away, and what remains of them are their stolen children and the dust of their bones. That's all that's left, the powder that they spread over the mountains to hide their crimes. I'm telling you this, Kimber, because you are one of those children. Most of your friends are one of those children. Please get out of Drisking before your father finds this letter. Run away and never come back. Never speak of it to anyone. The industry has deep roots now, and the traffickers have lofty connections. Don't tell anyone. Don't keep this letter. Letter. Don't look back. I love you. 
I'm sorry I have to leave you. We all have to answer for our sins, and I'm ready to burn in hell for mine. Love always, Mom. So did no one notice that all the children were named after K's and P's? They didn't care. They all knew. That's true. So Kimber and Kyle were dating. Yeah. They were brother and sister. Yeah. Wait, no, not necessarily. Half brother, half sister. Were they from the same mother? They're from the same father. No, because if P was a Prescott, K was the sheriff. Their names are Kyle and Kimber. Oh, oh, sorry. Ew. Mm-hmm. It is from the same half, you know. And uh, Sam's dad, I didn't get into a whole lot of it because it's a whole lot. And well, he made I ran out of, of time. Whitney. Yeah. He made money off of Whitney, but he also impregnated his daughter. Was he the sheriff? He helped. He was one of the sheriffs, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she was put to death because the babies were no good because they were born out of incest. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. And I think it's creepy because it could happen. Yeah. I mean, especially like nowadays, like the rate that we're going, we're ending up to be part of, uh, what's that uh, show? Handmaid's Tale. That one, yeah. Yep. I saw specific uh, similarities between Handmaid's Tale and It. I agree. Wow, that was that's a good creepy pasta. It's really good. You should read it. Okay. Because I uh, tried to get it as small as I could. Yeah, to summarize for the podcast, because we can't read a sixty-page book on this. Excuse me. I would, yeah, but it would, would be like a forty-page episode <laughs> or forty-episode podcast. A, it wouldn't be a Minnesota. It would be a full-on. <laughs> it would be. It's just Spencer talking and telling a story. <laughs> Here's our new segment. Our. <laughs> podcast our messy podcast our well, it's, already, podcast. It, it's already kind of a messy it's messy podcast. <laughs> it's already kind of there let's be honest no let's be that's, honest. I, that's a fucked up story i like that oh i okay i need to really choose my words more wisely it's interesting it's interesting thank you uh i mean that's a that's fucked up yeah now i was i was not certain where this was going and it took a left turn real fast and which is why i love it so much yeah which is why you would really love Pen Pal. Okay. Pen Pal's so good. Okay. Then I guess I'll have to read that and I'll do that as a creepypasta. That'll be fun. I have liked my creepypastas that I've done so far, but all of mine have been rather short. Yeah. Like the Stairway to the Woods. And, but I want to, I need to read that entire creepypasta from that uh, SAR, the forest guy. Yeah. Because that entire thing was really good. Um, well, wow. Look at that. I'm yes. excited for it. Okay, well, let me go ahead and... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh. Before we do that, okay. um, I just wanted to uh, take a shout-out to our oh, sponsor. Yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, Spencer. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, <laughs> a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. Oh. If you're a company that needs help with writing job descriptions, conducting market analysis, Managing your social media platforms. Oh my god! Economy Works has an extensive talent network to help of freelance professionals, ready to help you do more with with less. less. Oh my gosh! Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. <laughs> Find out more at economyworks.com. That's economy with an I. E O C O N O M I I. No, two just one I. Works. dot com. <laughs> E-O-C-O-N-I. 
Oh my god. E O C O Yeah, I did put way too many O's. E C O Hold on. E C O N O M I W O R K S. Daka. I don't know why that was so difficult, but I loved it. <laughs> well, I just love the letter O. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's remember a good that, we were, that uh, we were listening to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff uh, record their podcast? And, and Tony was like, No, it wasn't Tony. It was Thomas. Whenever he tried to do the, the commercial like seven times and he couldn't do it. And he said, Whoa! <laughs> after every line. <laughs> See, I'm just going to string them all together. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, also, you should take a listen to our sister podcast. Let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. Wait, let's do it again. Okay. You should listen to your sister podcast. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. stuff. <laughs> we always have to say things together. Um, I actually really liked their last episode. Um, I'm listening it, listening almost all the way through right now. Um, cause you know, I love listening to all of our podcasts, uh, because I love hearing good the sound of my own voice. And honestly, every single time we listen, I listen to our podcast. Wait, uh, let me reenact you in your car listening to it. <laughs> yep. But that laughter is at the same time that I'm already laughing at the existing thing. <laughs> You're a true fan. Yeah. I, I'm a true fan of Chris White. That's <laughs> as simple as They're that. They're my jokes. I can laugh at my own jokes too. Shut up. Uh, but anyways, yes, uh, let's talk about gay stuff. They um, always have like interesting turns on things and always have an interesting perspective, which I really love. Uh, they have Especially very... Kendall's. Very interesting. <laughs> Sometimes it's very passionate. Where is it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, there's, there's always a, a different side of everything, like a different perspective that I like never really thought of or more history than I've ever thought of. So if you love gay history and you love gay stuff, uh, you should definitely go listen to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff because it's something, it's not just talking about gay stuff it's talking about gay history and it's enlight it's very enlightening especially mm-hmm. as a young gay who does not know about so many different things it's taught me a lot That's i know nice everything stuff. but it's nice to hear oh. a rehashing of oh things. you do okay yeah okay <laughs> um so why don't you talk about your spoopy stuff oh I- yeah you're I excited about yes. telling your thing <laughs> um so yes um i apparently have been on a kick about uh with a, a term that i will d- um, define at the very end, but ba- basically people who are involved in healthcare doing terrible things. So, um, Dr. Durs. So I am in Dr. Dunch was last week. This week we are doing Dr. Death part two, <laughs> because this was the original Dr. Death that I had discovered when I Googled, uh, infamous serial killers. And this was one of the most infamous serial killers uh, ever, ever. That they have dis- discovered. Um, and so then when I was like, oh, I'm going to Google Dr. Death some more, a different one showed up. And that was when I just, um, was researching Christopher Dunch instead. So that's what I've got going on there. So this week we are talking about uh, taking a nice jump across the pond. Oh, yes. I would like a tree and crumpet, please. Yes. Tell me about it. So you're, We have um, English listeners. We should make one of them. That's fine. I we, love tea. It go- I don't love tea. I don't love tea. I love croissants. Those aren't English. Scones? That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's lit. Love also, scones. Oh, my God. I hate the fact that I have started saying the word lit so many times. I used to say it. You're welcome. I, yeah, it's definitely your fault. Um, because I used to say it as like a joke. And like as a, oh, I don't say. It's the same thing with legit. I hate the word legit so much. But it The same became, thing happened with me with TikTok. I was yeah. like, I just, I'm going to watch it for this one. For that girl's like, well, no. Mm-mm. No, no. Um, 
<laughs> and then I watched 40 TikToks in the past. <laughs> Binge <two minutes>. watch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, back in college, I was like, just say legitimate. Like, legit is not a thing. Like, stop saying legit. And now I legit do not stop saying legit. Um, and now everything is lit. And when I was back home, I really realized it because I was talking to my father, who has always raised us to be, like, very um, uh, punctual. Proper. Proper. Proper and I mean, he hates when we say like and um and all that stuff. Uh, so I kept on saying, oh, my God, that's lit. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire? Son, put it out. What does that mean? So uh, I hate that I keep saying it, but it's lit. Um, it's lit. It's lit anyways. What, what was I saying that it was lit? It doesn't matter. Um, oh, also our theme. We didn't talk about really a theme. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have to do it. The Shepherd's Pie works for mine because it's English. Isn't Shepherd's Pie English? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Shepherd's Pie is something that people eat when they live in the mountains. Yeah, so that so. works. <laughs> Shepherd's Pie is my favorite food. It's delicious. That was a delicious meal. Spencer has cooked us delicious meal after delicious meal for uh, 18 weeks now. Um, and it has... Uh, sometimes we had box pizza. I don't care. It's delicious. There's delicious meals. That's true. <laughs> and you cooked it. <laughs> I put that oven on preheat and shoved that pizza inside. Shoved it. It's fine. Um, and then some of the days we had like charcuterie, like uh, for Fourth of July and stuff. Hold on. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we should do a French one sometime. We already did. Yeah, we did. You're right. Thank you. Anyways, um, so I'm going to talk to you about. Harold Shipman. <gasps> I knew this one. This yeah. is the original Doctor. Dave. Have you actually heard about him? And have you researched bits it? and pits? Yeah, bits it's a lot. and pieces. Yeah, it, it's there's not many details, but it's it's there. Like yeah, because the, he's older. He's the, what, like eighteen hundreds? No, this is nineteen forty six. No, no, nineteen forty six was when he was born. This was in the nineties. Oh shit! No yeah, mind. yeah. So no, this is this is very. Do you have to eat right now? Nom, 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 nom. Don't pay attention to the dog eating in the background. <laughs> I'm hungry. Who is the fuck is texting me? Go away. No, it's not a text. Okay, we're good. Um, Harold Shipman, also known as Fred Shipman, was born in Nottingham on June 14th of 1946. He was the favorite child of his mother, even though he was the middle me too. child. Favorite child. Of oh my yeah, mother. me too. And I was also middle child. So, uh, but she was a very a Vera. Vera was a very domineering woman that instilled a heightened level of superiority in all of her children, including uh, and also especially Harold, uh, affecting a lot of his adult relationships. Uh, that so she, she's superior, or the children are superior. Everyone, the entire family. She was basically like we're, we're much better, better than, than everyone else. else. So. Um, like, and so like as a child, he had a lot of issues like making friends and stuff because a lot of times he would basically just like call people stupid and like believe that they were actually stupid and just thought that he was better than them in all sorts of ways because that's how his mother raised him to be said, basically you have to dress. He would dress in like suit and tie to school all the time. Uh, he was, uh, always raised to like this much higher standard of everyone else was not allowed to play with certain people, wasn't allowed to do things with certain people. So she would not allow him to associate with people that she found to be, um, below not worthy. Far. Yeah. Below them. Yeah. Uh, so then in, uh, when he was 17 in 1963, she was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. And so he cho- took it upon himself to watch over her, um, 
as she declined. So she was house and bedridden, and he was like, I am going to be the one to take care of her. So he would come home from school and, like, read her stories and take care of her and all this stuff. Um, and he was particularly fascinated by the effect that morphine had to help subside her pain. So basically he would watch as the morphine would enter her bloodstream and could tell the difference between when she was in pain versus when the morphine would take make her effect. feel better. Yeah, uh, Which... I guess from my own personal experience with morphine, I may not have been given a lot, but whenever I was in the hospital with um, a cyst in my pancreas, the morphine they gave me did nothing to me. And they had to give me a step up called Dilaudid, uh, and that was actually had an effect. But maybe they didn't give me enough, whatever. Um, besides the point, that was a, I digress. So <laughs> he determined that he was going to go to medical school and was admitted two years later uh, after her death. Um, on June 21st of 1963. Her death was on June 21st of 1963. Uh, so he had failed the entrance, entrance exams the first time, so he had to take a, take him again and get admitted. So in 1966, he married a 17-year-old Primrose. So she was two... How old is he? He's 19. And he already graduated medical school? Medical school? No, no, he went to medical school. Okay, shit. Entrance exams, yeah. So 19, 1965 is when he got in. Uh, 1966, he married 17-year-old Primrose, who was five months pregnant at the time. So he knocked her baby? up. Yes, oh. knocked her up, and was like, "Let's get married." Primrose is the worst name. That's a very old English name, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I don't think it's. I don't even know if English. What's the? I guess they they go short for Rose on that maybe. Yeah, Primrose. Because I'd never heard about that before. Somebody being named Primrose. Have you been to England? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but my parents just came back from there yesterday, so... So did they meet anyone named Primrose? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> they met a, nam, na, a man named Wee John, because he's small. He's short. Oh. He's Wee. So they still name people the old-fashioned 1920s nicknames. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> you're short. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call you Wee. <laughs> and you know what your dick's called? A Wee Wee. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> John, you dick. And we'll just call it Little John. <gasps> oh, you can't say that. <laughs> so Primrose and Harold ended up having four children together over their time together in 1970. From uh, he graduated from 19 graduated from medical school in 1970 and began working at Pontefract General Infirmary in guess where? Pontefract. Oh. No, Pontefract. Put the R in the wrong Pontefract. Spot. Pontefract. West Riding of Yorkshire. <laughs> yep. I, uh, that's a place. That's where it said. I've um, heard of. Okay. So in 1974, he accepted his first posi position as a general practitioner at Abraham Ormerod Medical Center in Todd Morden, West Yorkshire. These are literally English things that you're reading. I know, and I can't, and say, I them. can't say them correctly. Uh, a year later, he was caught for forging prescriptions for Demerol. Uh, so he was fined 600 pounds and attended a drug rehabilitation clinic in York. I spelled it Y-R-O-K. York. You rock. You rock. Um, so in 1977, he became a general practitioner at Donnybrook Medical Center in Hyde uh, near Manchester in 1977. Shipman continued working as a general practitioner in Hyde throughout the 1980s and began his own surgery at 21 Market Street in 1993, becoming a well-respected member of the community. He was well-regarded here by his patients and colleagues, although his reputation of arrogance did linger. So ever since he was a 
uh, be, like got into medical school, he was very much like, I'm the best. So like, and not quite as far as, uh, as Dunch. It was more of like a, um, he would openly call people stupid. Yep. And it was like, like anyone who is like younger than him or like new students or uh, interns and stuff, he'd be like, why are you being stupid? Like very simple, very plain language. He straight up called people stupid. Um, and he was very much like, uh, would scoff at people whenever something like, uh, like vocally scoff at people whenever someone would say something that he didn't agree with and all that stuff. It was very much like a, oh, okay. Well, like oh. me to you when you have an opinion on drag. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You dumb You're bitch. Right. Exactly. That was very much his uh, outlook, but in regards to medicine. Um, so in March of 1998, Deborah Massey, a local undertaker. Deborah Massey? Yep. That's dangerously close to Deborah Messing. Oh, no. I mean, yes, but no, it's not her. Also, there was somebody, Kyle Massey, was in That's So Raven. He was a little brother. So I think it's both of them mixed together. Go on. <laughs> she was a local undertaker. Uh, she expressed concerns to the hospital of an alarmingly high death rate of Shipman's patients. Um, he had a large number of cremation forms to be countersigned so that whenever there's a cremation, they called it cash for ash. Um I said it correctly, not cash for ass. Uh, cash for ash, where it was like the people mortician who gets money gets for money when they for, cremate someone. cremation. So, but they had to have someone sign with it as well. So if you countersign, you got a little bit of money, even though you did nothing besides sign a form. So it was like, excuse me, how do I get that money. job? I don't know. Yep, he's sign dead. me up. I'm, yeah, he's dead. He wants to be cremated. Sign it up. Um, so he just had like a large number of forms coming in. Uh, and the deceased exhibited similar poses in death. Most of them were fully clothed, um, usually sitting up or in a recline on a settee. Settee? Settee? S-E-T-E-E? S-E-T-T-E-E. S-E-T-T-E-E? Mm-hmm. Settee? Settee? Settee. Settee, that's what I thought. I don't know what that is. I assume like a lounge chair of some sort. It's like a chaise, kind of, I think. What's that? Like, it's... Um, a love seat? A couch, but you're missing this part. But yeah. The other side looks the same. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. A lounge chair. Yeah, a lounge chair. Um, so they contacted the police. An inquiry began, but was later abandoned. Uh, between this investigation and his eventual arrest, Shipman would then go on to kill at least three more victims. Um, so basically, there was someone who was like, um, there's a lot happening here. This guy is, has a lot of patients that keep dying. Maybe we should look into this. And people were like, okay, we can look into it. And then he was just like, no, there's nothing happening. Um, so while hiding behind his status as a caring family doctor, it is almost impossible to establish exactly when Shipman began killing his patients. Sete's just a couch. Oh, okay. Well, I guess this is very British. And they were just like, let me call it something fancy. You know, those people across the channel. Yeah. Let's name it after what those French fuckers do. I knew that it was very British from the second that I started doing research because one of the first few lines was talking about Vera being, or uh, Harold being Vera's favorite child and it's spelled with a U. So <gasps> that's how I spell it. Because you're part of a British colony. So why aren't you reading this in a British accent then? Because my British accent always turns to a Southern accent. So <laughs> I love that London city. I love city. my favorite. It's a good ass city. <laughs> so I wasn't going to try that. Um, I considered it. Uh, so hiding behind his status as a fa- as a ca- hiding behind his status as a caring family doctor, it was almost impossible. I already said that. Um, 
when he began killing people, or indeed exactly how many died at his uh, hand, and his denial of all charges did not do anything to assist the authorities whatsoever. Um, Haven't you had enough food yet? <laughs> you ate a whole bowl. You're and done. half. He ate both of those. <laughs> Fat-ass dog. <laughs> he hungry. Um, I'm trying to give him, give him an eating <clears throat> disorder. Oh. <laughs> He's listening. You look very large, dog. Have uh, You're not thinning out like you said you wanted to. Mm. Remember when you said you were going to go running? <laughs> when was that going to happen? Just kidding. Every time we walk, he's like, I need to get a little further. I need to go faster and further and keep going. Thomas yeah. hadn't called him gay yet, so we have to find something else to make fun of him for. Aw. Because he's wearing a rainbow. Because he likes bandana. water. Oh, my God. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Just kidding. Look how thirsty he is. We love Kennedy. He's, he's a, a baby. Kennedy, you a baby? <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> baby he doesn't want anything to do with me now that i made fun of him a little bit no he's gonna go lay down no, or bother thomas go look out the window <laughs> where am i um where was i mm, i have no idea oh oh died in his hand and his denial of yeah. all charges never helped assist the authorities during his investigation um that wasn't until the death of Oh, so no, no one has any idea about any of this really happening until one lady finally was like, well, let's go ahead and figure this out. Uh, the death of the active, wealthy 80-year-old, the death of an active, wealthy 80-year-old widow named Kathleen Grundy. Uh, her daughter, Angela Woodruff, Woodruff, refused to accept the explanations given to her for her mother's uh, death. So the shipment said it was old age. She was like... Um, she was more active than I was. She, she was always 80, out doing though. things. She was 81. That's but kind of old. old. Old age, typically, I figure that the death of old age typically is like you can see them coming. And if she's like out there living her life and like doing her best thing, like she was out there the day before, like uh, volunteering with the community and like doing all this stuff. And then to all of a sudden just die. She's like, I don't think that's right. Something's fishy. Though. Yeah. So... Her persistence was what finally led to Shipman's eventual arrest. Spoiler alert. I still got two pages still to go, but um, we've got a lot to discuss. Uh, so Woodruff handled her mom's affair. She was a, a lawyer. They kept on calling her a solicitor. That's um, a lawyer in England. A, okay. So a lawyer. So she was – so he fucked up with the wrong person uh, and was surprised to find that all of a sudden there was another will – that left much of her estate, almost all of it, to Dr. Shipman, which was around 386,000 um, pounds. And this excluded all of uh, Angela, w Angela Woodruff's, uh, from the will, as well as her children. So she was like, I had a good relationship with my mom. I handled everything. She's going to leave it all to this all doctor. All this doctor all of a sudden. Um, so Woodruff immediately was didn't go in on the she was murdered charge. She went on the this is forgery. Uh, so she was like, you forged her will to benefit from her death, contacted the police, and the investigator was like, yeah, I'd probably believe that. And so he supported her. Uh, so they, this was five weeks after the body had been buried. So they took up her body uh, because an autopsy wasn't done because Shipman signed off and 
off on it and said this is exactly what happened showed them the medical writer record said she was dying of old age like i knew what was happening and like knew that she was gonna die and she died uh so they exhumed her body finally conducted an autopsy uh and then found diamorphine in her system which diamorphine known more uh uh commonly to a lot of people heroin. fentanyl Heroin. Oh. <laughs> uh, they found heroin in her system, uh, which was administered within three hours before she died. The Maybe only... she went out for a good time. The... Okay, are you Shipman's uh, accomplice? <laughs> um, She's like, because... you know what? I'm going to go to New York in the 70s and do morphine or heroin, heroin. on this, a street corner. This is not in the 70s. This is the 90s. The 1998. Yeah, so Kate Moss, same thing. Didn't I say 19? Yeah, 19, March of 1998. She's yeah, sorry, in London doing train spot and shit. <laughs> She's getting crazy for fucking people to eat. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Well, um, so shipment. So the timing li- lined up exactly with the last time that shipment had seen her alive. Uh, so shipment was like, uh, hold on. Look at these medical records that I wrote. Um, all these comments of everything that I've written said she was addicted to heroin and I knew it. And I wrote it all down. It's all written there. It's all listed. Listen, 80-year-olds love heroin. And apparently, 80, you're 81 years old. Let's go ahead and get lit on heroin. And they're like, I'm pretty. I'm going to go pretty soon anyway. Might as well live it up. Yeah, just get fucking crazy. Um, well, come to find out that uh, Shipman was not excited about technology uh, and found out that the medical records that he entered, entered at this time were finally computerized uh, and... They found out that he had entered them after she died. So these medical records that they were like citing, someone was like, uh, that was entered after she was already dead. So you didn't actually have these notes. Um, so then Shipman's home was raided where additional mecker, medical records were found along with the same old typewriter that was used to forge the will that was attempted to be used. So they knew, apparently, according to like the, I guess, print of the letters, they could tell which typewriter was used and it was that typewriter Mm. um the case then expanded at that point because they discovered all those medical records to include more than just a single death in question uh giving priority so they decided to the investigation decided to give uh priority to cases where the bodies were not cremated which was very few um because the typically the victims uh he strong oh hold on i'll get there uh so they they gave priority to the where bodies had not been cremated or the victims had died immediately following a visit from Dr. Shipman. Uh, so Shipman typically uh, strongly urged the families to have their deceased relatives cremated, stressing that the further investigation into their, into their death was not necessary, even in cases where the cause of death was an unknown ailment uh, of that relative. So How do you stress that to them? He would just say, like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just They're make dead. You feel yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't, they didn't go into depth about that. But he mm. basically was just like, you don't really need to investigate into this. Like, they had this, this, and this issue. And they were like, uh, someone well. didn't have a heart condition. He'd be like, oh, well, let me show you these medical records um, that show that they had a heart issue. And then if someone questioned it, he would show them the medical records, like I said, to corroborate what he said. What he failed to grasp was that each alteration of the medical records had an exact timestamp in the computer, enabling the place, the police, to ascertain exactly which records had been altered. So they knew exactly. When fucked with it exactly, anyway. exactly. Um, so after that, numerous exhumations and autopsies just went to town. Uh, so then Shipman was charged with 15 individual counts of murder and one count of forgery on September 7th of 1998. 
His trial began on October 5th of 1999. Shipman was charged with the murders of Marie West, Irene Turner, Lizzie Adams, Jean Lilly, Ivy Lamas, Marie Grimshaw, no, Muriel Grimshaw, Marie Quinn, Kathleen Wagstaff, Bianca Pomfret, Nora Nuttall, uh, Pamela Hylier, Marine Ward, Winifred Miller, Joan Malia, and Kathleen Grundy. He only uh, killed women. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so by by lethal injection of diamorphine or morphine, all between 1995 and 1998. Where is he getting fucking heroin? Uh... I guess heroin is like a way of like I guess in England at the time was a way of of quelling pain, and oh. it was still like diagnosed or not di- prescribed through the name of diamorphine um, in a way that can quell pain. So hmm. it was used. I don't know why you would just not give them morphine. Morphine of... is a derivative of, of heroin, or heroin is a derivative of morphine. Why don't you just give them the original? I don't know if heroin is stronger. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out how he got these things in a minute. Um, so during the trial, Shipman's haughty demeanor. So I looked up haughty because I did not know what the SAT like word for me. Sarcastic. Arrogant is basically another word for like very arrogant, very sarcastic, very like kind of bitchy, honestly, the entire time. Throughout the trial, did nothing to assist him in his defense. So the defense was trying to paint him as this like dedicated, like family doctor that was. He's great. Look yeah. at this. He's, he's so great. He's twisted children. Old fashioned, doesn't know anything about technology, was entering these medical records after the fact because he doesn't know like how to work these things. Like he's a, uh, you know, cares so much about his patient, but him being a bitch was like, Nobody wants to be no one cares. save a bitch. Yeah, so you're a dick and you're doing nothing to help anything. So despite their attempts, his arrogance and con- constantly changing stories uh, when called out for obvious lies did nothing to make the jury like him. So on January 31st of 2000, after six days of de- deliberation by the jury, Shipman was found guilty on 15 counts of murder and one count of forgery. 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 <laughs> Lord, that took me three times to yeah, get there. He went into the forest and found some forest forge. trees and forester did them. <laughs> Just <laughs> cut down some wood. What? <laughs> um, he was sentenced to life imprisonment on all 15 counts. So 15 separate counts of life imprisonment uh, with a recommendation that he never be released. So the typically the recommendations by the judges are not released to the public. Uh, but the judge was like, this is fucked Anybody up. can know. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to tell everyone that my recommendation, because normally they send the recommendation up to like the high courts or something like that, where they say, this is my recommendation, but he was like, I'm going to tell you my recommendation right fucking now. Yeah. Um, so, so while authorities could have brought additional, forward additional charges against him, the large amount of publicity that would have, uh, the large amount of publicity that this garnered would not have ended in a fair trial, no matter what happened. Um, so additionally, the 15 life sentences also made further litigation unnecessary. Anyways, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you can hear the bubbles. Can you? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's a white claw for the um, end of hot girl summer. End of hot girl summer. Oh, <sighs> poor babies. Do you think it's going to still be popular during the winter time? No, because we're going into tired adult fall. I know. Almost there. Maybe. If, well, I don't know. I'm just going to start adding vodka to a pumpkin spice latte and oh see if that's the same God. thing. That sounds... What, what about like pumpkin spice Baileys? Do they have that? Uh, probably. We can put that in coffee. Oh, you don't like coffee? Nope. Mm. Uh, 
apple cider Ooh. with vodka. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. that's where it's at. Uh, Nick makes a really good apple cider. You ask him the recipe of what he makes because uh, he it's very strong. <laughs> mm, and he also makes mold wine. <gasps> I'm going to make mold wine because I want to be fucking merry this Christmas. Oh, my God. Mold wine sounds delicious. We're gonna have he that. also has a really good recipe for that, too. <laughs> we should do Christmas murders. Oh, my God. We already did John Bonet, though. Oh, damn it. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Keep we'll, going. We'll redo John Bonet a third time. <laughs> right. Or wait, we haven't decided yet. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, okay. So anyways, uh, so basically they said, you have 15 licenses against you. There's no reason for us to bring more charges anyways, uh, even though we probably can. And by probably, I mean, we definitely can. Yep. Um, so the entire time, uh, Dr. Shipman constantly denied his guilt. He was like, I didn't do it. None of this happened. I don't know what you guys... And, of course, he maintained his staunch arrogance and sarcasm the entire time. So when police were investigating him, he was a dick to them. I read some of the things that he said, and he would, like... They'd be like, uh, did you do this? He'd be like, no. And it's like, uh, you know, we have this. And he was like, well, you looked at the wrong thing. And, like, it was... And he it was he was just a huge dick the entire time. Like, very much like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you guys are dumb. What he the fuck did you think that basically for? called them stupid the entire time. Um... So he would even dispute the scientific evidence that was put Laid against him. Out. Uh, his wife Primrose and his children also steadfastly maintained that he was completely innocent. Uh, so in January of thir- January thirteenth of two thousand four, he was found in his cell having committed suicide with his bed sheets hanging himself from the cell's window bars. Uh, no one had suspected him of being suicidal, even though he was on suicide watch in the prison before he got moved to this one here. Um, and also, even though he had made, uh, had spoken to his um, parole officer, even though he wasn't going on parole, I don't know, not parole officer. There's a who, someone he talked to uh, in the prison. He had basically told them that he was planning on killing himself because he needed his uh, his health pension. His wife needed his health pension, uh, and so no one was alerted that he was on suicide watch. Um, so this set off mixed feelings across the country. Um, as some people celebrated, some medias were like, "Shipman's dead." And some people even title it Ship Ship Hooray. So, like, he was dead. Great. Cool. He's dead. Uh, yeah. But then other people uh, uh, other people, and also the victims felt cheated. Yeah, because um, he should spend the rest of his life in jail for that. Exactly. That they were like, he needs to spend the rest of his life in jail. And also that they never received a confession of his guilt or any explanation as to why he committed the crimes. Um, so, like, they felt they, they never got answers. And so they're just, like, left unanswered questions. Um so then the media began to call it the prison system uh, and calling for reparations, uh, reformations of the uh, prison system uh, for allowing his suicide to even happen to begin with. Um, many also suspect, uh, not suspect, he admitted that he was planning on killing himself to begin with uh, because of health pension. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the health pension apparently runs out when you're 60 you get a payout uh or you get money basically if someone dies before the age of 60 even by suicide uh and so he committed it the day before his 58th birthday and so he was his wife is collecting pension off that essentially um and so that was one thing uh so the the aftermath of this whole thing is that uh, a full clinical audit had been down uh, had been found that um, comparing the times of the day and the death rates of all the elderly individuals, mo- almost all of his uh, victims were elderly um, and elderly women as well. I think they found a few, just like a small handful of men and just a very small, even smaller handful of uh, children uh, that had been murdered essentially. Um, 
that the murder rates, uh, or I'm sorry, the death rates of elderly individuals were very disproportionate and uh, estimated the, that he was responsible for the deaths of about 236 patients over a 24-year period. Uh, a separate inquiry looked into over 500 deaths underneath his watch um, uh, and said that th this was all based on a 2,000-page report that was done um, looking into these murders and found that there was an estimation about 218 um, that he had murdered of those patients. And they chalked the rest up to natural death. Um, this launched him from being just a patient killer to being one of the most prolific serial killers in of the entire world of all time. Um, this also launched to light the patient care system across the world, as well as what's called HCSKs, which stands for Healthcare Serial Killers, um, which brought this situation to light. So, I mean, we talked about Christopher Dunch last week, which he was what six years after the fact six to ten years after this this whole case was found um and he was a healthcare ser serial killer as well and mm. so this uh, he was one of the first in america's history to be a healthcare person who was found guilty of these charges um and so harold shipman was the same thing but over in england he brought to light the idea that there are serial killers out there that are part of the healthcare system we're supposed to help you that are supposed to be helping you um so i didn't write this down but i had read a lot more of information about him. Uh, the way that he basically got the heroin and the diamor I'm sorry, the morphine was the same way that he got his hand on um, the prescription uh, Demerol the first time was basically he'd give patient, he'd say, oh, you need morphine. But the patient would not need morphine whatsoever. And so he would give these things to the patient, the patient would take them. So he would be like, oh, I'll take that from you then and would keep it. And so he basically had the stockpile of heroin and and morphine that he wasn't taking, but he had it for patient use. Wait, the patients would request it and say? No, he would give it to them saying, you need morphine. And the patients wouldn't take it because they didn't need morphine. But you have to inject morphine. Mm -hmm. You can't inject morphine yourself. No, he would say, you need to take this morphine and would either kill them or would wouldn't administer all of it and then he would take the rest of it hmm. yeah yeah so it was he would collect it we're getting the fucking heroin they just have it in the I hospital i think diamorphine is a derivative of heroin or very similar to heroin and i think it's medically used period in a sense but uh no so he was um I mean, some some even suspect that he killed almost 500 people. Like, he killed even more than the 281 that was suspected of it. Uh, one of them was a woman, like a, a perfect case of this child who had cerebral palsy at the age of four, uh, ended up having, getting pneumonia, and Harold was the family doctor that came to visit, and she was like, uh, he was like, your child is going to die. And she was like, oh, well, do everything. Uh, just make sure that he's... Uh, is not in pain when not, he's dying. Not 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 in pain. Just like make sure that he's taken care of. Comfortable. Very very similar. Like make sure he's comfortable. And then she left to go get coffee or something like that, and came back, and the kid was dead. So Shit. she didn't understand. She thinks that like going back. She thinks that um, Shipman took that as a please medically go ahead and kill yeah him. go ahead and kill my child kind of thing um, instead of like a I want to make sure my child is you know taken care of period um 
And so the, the kid was four and, and was killed. Shit. Um, and so they, I mean, this whole thing was very much monster. like, yeah, he was a monster. And so he would like kill, it was mostly elderly women that he preyed on. And that's like going back to uh, Deborah Massey's like investigation into this. She was like, there's a lot of old people that are all like clothed and stuff. She's like, if these people are dying in their sleep, I mean, most people are going to be in their 90s or going to be naked or something like that. And they're all just like sitting in chairs and they're all just dead. So, yeah, it's strange he's not killing them in like a bed. Yeah. Because they're obviously not that sick. Like going to sleep. He was killing them in the evening times, in the afternoons, and they were all just sitting in chairs and had their clothes on. So he was overdosing tons of people and had the means to do it. And people were just believing it. Trash. Mm-hmm. And he had been doing that for, I mean, they only found him guilty between 1995 and 1998, but he had been a family doctor for 24 years. So yeah. it, this... Who knows how many people yeah, he killed. He had thousands of patient, patients, and there was over 500 different investigations into, or I'm sorry, 500 different patients that were investigated that had died uh, under his watch. And so and th- there could have been more. Should have been. There There's definitely is more. Probably yeah. more. There's definitely exactly. more. So the since he's he's dead, the same thing as the Candyman murder. We don't know how, how many, many people they ended up killing after all this time. So, oh. yeah, kind of fucked up. That's. I mean, it goes back to what you had mentioned earlier in this podcast. This is one of those things that I find very spoopy because it can actually happen. It can actually happen. You have no idea when you're going under the knife or you're underneath the the care of someone else if they're they're out for your best interest. Exactly. And I'm excited for next week's episode because. It takes a turn to a different direction. So I'm still on healthcare care serial killers. So <laughs> I'm going to go in the same direction, but not exactly at all. Oh, okay. But mine's cool. still kind of a hometown. Mine is too. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> wow. Wow. Look at wow. Us. What yeah. another great episode of our spoopy podcast. Yes. This is so spoopy. I know. This is, this is fucked up, right? Yeah. I you have like that. made me someone who is interested in researching this stuff now, even though I don't like it one single bit. Uh, I mean, my mom, like I was telling you, did I say it on the podcast earlier? Yeah. I yeah. Um, I mean, my mom was just like, oh, what about this one? What about this one? And it's just like, because okay. It's inter- I mean, it's definitely not something that's good. No. But it's something that, that I want to know more about. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know... I don't understand what can make people go like that. That's what exactly what I was just about to say. My mom was said the exact same thing. She said, I don't like looking at these different cases. I don't understand how or why someone would do these things because she's like, I can't even. Oh, a perfect instance is uh, on one of the um, nights that I was back home. I don't want to say it was Saturday night or Sunday night. Um, something fell from one of our lights. It was a bug and she stepped on it. Her first reaction was to step on it and it was a ladybug. And the poor woman was almost brought to tears that she killed a ladybug. And it's oh. like, the woman can't hurt a fly. And so she's like, uh, oh my God, like I can't imagine hurting anyone or anything. And so I, I question the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, like even there was a ladybug in here the other day that I had to let out on its own. Spiders, no. I don't want to kill them because I know that they're good for the environment. Good for the environment, and they'll kill mosquitoes. But if I can, I won't. Um, My first reaction is to kill them and roaches. Ugh, roaches. I haven't seen a roach in a long time. They spray this apartment really well, apparently. Um, the only ones that I really hate are ants, mm. like fire ants. Yeah, serve no those purpose. Bastards. <laughs> You're just those are murderers. Well, they're an invasive species, wild. anyways, in your, uh, North America, but. 
I digress. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow. wow. Look at us go. Spoopy podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, um, why don't you tell our uh, fans where they can find us? Oh, my God. This is my time to shine. Come on, girl. You can find us at ourspoopypodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at our... Oh. Yeah. Our Spoop. Spoop. Um, you can find us at Instagram at our Spoopy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at our Spoopy. Um, and then also send us an email at our Spoopy Podcast at gmail.com. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, um, give us a little uh, shout out to make sure that we're doing the right thing for episode oh, 20, yes. our recap. We love whenever people post on our wall so much. Like, I'm not even going to lie. We have so much interaction on Twitter. Chris and- waits. He I'm, waits at his computer for it. Yeah. He doesn't even have a computer. He's at the library I'm just, waiting for things to come in on the Facebook And I have Facebook like three wall. pairs of glasses on and sunglasses. And a microscope. Yep. Um, so please give him something to do yep. because they're going to kick him out soon. That's the he only thing that I do. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I am fucking crazy, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, but no, I actually, I very much enjoy the interaction that we have uh, because it makes me feel good that people are listening. It makes me have warm fuzzies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. So, um, why don't we get spoopy with it? I think we should definitely get spoopy with it. Get spoopy with it.